0: Welcome back, welcome back. This is the Bunch of Casuals podcast where we talk about everything casually, of course. Now, ladies and gents, now that you guys know, uh, I'm starting a new season, basically combining the best of season one and season two. And one of the aspects that I haven't done in a while that I'm bringing back is episodes where I'm having a good, solid discussion with another fellow content creator another fellow mind and today we're going to be talking with my
1: guy here what if universe aka drew so say hello drew what's up everybody glad to be back again for the next season of this
0: yes sir yes sir and we got a pretty interesting topic that we're going to be discussing today uh we're going to be talking about like the differences between absorbing uh you know, different levels of entertainment, I guess, is a way to put it. Um, I mean, exa- for example, um, you know, we got manga readers. People who just read anime. We got people who just who read the comics. People who just watched uh, the movies for the MCU. Uh, same thing for DC, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones. So there's always there's always different levels of uh way to absorb the information and the different fan bases that come across so we're gonna gonna be talking about that so uh drew why don't you kind of
1: start us off so for part of this topic we're going to be discussing essentially two types of uh content consumers actually so there's the concept of someone who just consume stuff occasionally, but then there's this other element that I brought up to RTL, I think it's important, is people who basically consume, essentially, like, well, I like to call universes, so basically invest in yourself into, like, the DC universe, or Marvel, or whichever fandom you choose, basically, to invest your time towards, basically.
0: Yes, sir, yes, sir. Um and i would say you know this comes across in a lot of different uh levels of entertainment which makes this very applicable because a lot of the things especially in the west that a lot of people are enjoying these huge franchises have different ways you can absorb the information um you have different levels of fans you got the die hard fans that will watch the all the oh will read all the comics And watch all the movies and get all the merch and read all the side stories or with the anime, watch all the anime, read all the manga, read the light novels, uh, look up all the author's comments, stuff like that. So um, I would say for the most part, you know, it's a it's it's a a pretty interesting thing. Um, And would you say. How would I put this? What would you say is kind of like the difference between the two types of fans?
1: So I think that there's people, for example, who might watch like Adventure Time, for example, but not get the full nuance of the story. So you could have someone who occasionally watches the show and not understand the overarching plot that's within it. But then you have the person who watches the entirety of Venture Time and the HBO Max show and all the specials and basically break down the lore and get themselves invested into this entire universe versus the first person. They're just watching it on occasion, not as invested, technically.
0: Right. And I, I would say that two aspects of... A story like this is why I, this is um kind of corresponds with how I analyze uh, analyze characters is I analyze them in three different venues um the character development um how they fit uh that's one second how they fit the themes of their story their role in said story uh, that's two and one thing that is underappreciated but very much Im- probably actually the most important is how entertaining the character is. Because, like you said, for the casual fan who doesn't really want to get invested into the story like that, they, as long as they're entertained, they'll keep on paying attention to what is going on. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, I get what you're saying.
0: Yeah, so I think it's very important. And I would say if you had to kind of assess most fans in like in a particular for a particular series or franchise what would you say most of them are the casual fan that just is going to entertain or the ones that are deep into
1: the lore i think it heavily depends which fandom you want to look at because for example, the biggest one that I think about is Dragon Ball. It's been around for many years now. There's multiple different types of fans. There's people who watch the show as like their only like anime they want to see. There's people who basically watched it once and never went back to it again. Or there's people like myself who occasionally have to go back to watch it to understand how the universe works for storytelling purposes. But I think it really depends... Which fandom you're looking at because it's very all over the place in my opinion. I think it just generally depends. Like something that I think is interesting is like with the Star Wars fandom, for example. So if you're watching the prequels, technically the Clone Wars show, the CGI one, that one's canon to that universe. Yeah, and if you want to go even further in that. The Bad Batch takes place after Clone Wars. So that first song thinks, oh, I'm going to watch these trilogy of movies. But then it's like, if you want to get even more invested, now you have to watch two separate shows. And I think Marvel's having a similar situation going on because you have WandaVision and Loki and both of them, I believe, reference Black Widow in some sort of fashion. It's like, is it worth of yours time to invest in all of that? Or is it better to just miss pieces and hope that for the best, basically, at that point? Because there's so much lore that's starting to be dumped onto. I would say, like, more of a casual market, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I would say, because for me, personally, I'm a big plot-driven individual. Like, I care about storytelling more so than anything else, like, because... I don't know. I just find it very interesting. I, I want a good story that flows from beginning to end. So at the same time, I'm a very big person on like checking out everything. If I enjoy said series, so I enjoy the MCU. So uh, I checked out basically all the movies, all the ones that matter anyway. Um, barring Captain Marvel, I didn't check that one out. I don't think I missed anything. Pretty much, to be fair. So. For me personally, I'm a big plot dripping guy in terms of like wanting to really understand the story. But for more than that, is really just the more you understand, I feel like the more entertaining the story is
1: to an extent. What do you think about that? Well, I'm more bringing up the idea it's like because you miss Captain Marvel. And you had to probably do research yourself, essentially, to figure out what you missed out on. Like, is that worth an investment for someone? Because things like a movie doesn't seem as big a deal, but a whole TV show, then that can cause a lot more problems, in my opinion.
0: I would say... I would I would disagree if you had to binge it, like... If you had to binge it and take a whole huge chunk of time out of your day... I have a pretty
1: good example. Okay. So, with Dragon Ball, uh, Super Broly, there's Super Saiyan Blue, and there's also Fusion, which Fusion you could probably get from Z. But the idea is that if you skip the entirety of Super, you have no clue what that is, or even Super Saiyan God, unless you watch like the Z movie, technically. So, you technically have to get yourself invested in the Super to a degree to at least understand that aspect of Goku's character, essentially, and how he obtained an ability. Right. To understand, like, scaling purposes.
0: I see what you're saying with that, but that also adds upon one of my prior points, and the fact that would it lose its entertainment value to the casual fan? Because for the most part, I would say, for me, including, I don't watch Dragon Ball because of the story. More so, I watch the Dragon Ball... Because I like some of the characters. Vegeta, mostly. And I like the fights. Like, Superman, Broly, well, it was purely a fight. I guess that fight.
1: depends on the fan. Like, if they just only want to watch fights, then I bet they won't care. Like, There's a chance someone might just be like, oh, I want to see a flashy fight thing. Kind of like those action movie people. who's like, I just want to see someone get punched in the face. You know?
0: Right, no. Not, but it even goes beyond that, though. Because, like um i would say yes it depends on the fans in every scenario everything's particular and you know specified but i'm talking about in like generality in terms of i would say a lot of um people who watch the broly movie i i don't know if all of them watch the entirety of dragon ball super
1: and i'm I'm saying you you're missing out on, like, figuring out how Beers became where he was from the Z movie till then, you're missing out on Golden Frieza if you skip that movie, which that movie was heavily panned against. And as well as if you didn't want to watch the Golden Frieza movie, Resurrection F, you'd either have to watch the anime, which was also very not the greatest adaptation of the manga. So it's a very interesting spot, in my opinion, because you're missing out to where how these characters got where they were.
0: Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. I th- I believe most people don't care. Like I, I feel like in terms of like Dragon Ball, because it is a good example. There are a lot of people who grew up with Dragon Ball and have a certain level of appreciation for the series because of how much it entertained them growing up. Where and I don't I I believe that a lot of like, and I'm not even talking about like dedicated manga or anime enthusiasts. I'm talking about like the general casual fan that you know i feel like most people are um that those people i feel like when they see something as crazy oh a new dragon ball super broly movies coming out that they're gonna watch it regardless if they've seen what built up to it because they know broly because Broly's a household name because of his earlier iteration and they know goku and vegeta are fighting broly so I feel like I th- believe that the investment is important for people who or like w- care about
1: storytelling for sure. It's not just storytelling to me. It's also to understand the scale that they're fighting that, in my opinion, because that's something that's important to Dragon Ball relatively. To understand, like, how powerful these characters are fighting.
0: Oh, even more for that I believe most people don't care at all. I, well, that's what I believe.
1: I, I'm not saying people have to care, but I'm saying it's just very questionable at least from my perspective.
0: Cuz even me, I uh, I don't I really don't care about power scaling much in anime and manga cuz it's fictional worlds. Um but I do find them sometimes, you know, the debates can be interesting. Um but I didn't I didn't care about how the fight uh, was scaling. All I knew was going crazy. Broly's powerful, and they were punching each other, and the universe is cracking. I was like, "Damn, that's crazy." I didn't really think about what led up to that or anything like that. So that's what I, that's what I'm saying about that.
1: I guess I can try count for a better example. Let's see. Actually, I think the first uh, My Hero Movie could be a good example. So, my hair is really interesting. So, how their universe works, as far as the anime and movies go, they're tied together. Actually, they're not tied to the manga directly, but the movies are considered canon because there are basically episodes dedicated to set up the movie. So, if you miss the episode that sets up the movie, you kind of figure out you'll figure out why they're doing it in the movie. Obviously, they do explain it, but you kind of miss the setup. As far as the story goes, you know.
0: I personally have not seen the first My Hero movie. I'm not really interested in seeing the My Hero movies for the most part. Um
1: 100% honest, the second movie is the best one. It's really good.
0: Uh, it seems like that, from what I gathered from the movie, it seems like the animation is amazing, for sure. Um, yeah, I'm just really not interested in seeing the My Hero movies for the most part. Although, I do follow the story. I am caught up with the manga. So I know exactly what's going on currently, but um, in terms of like making sure you follow the story to kind of the same kind of example would be uh, the Black Clover situation currently with the Black Clover anime kind of in a state of limbo. Don't know if it's coming back or not, but a movie has been announced and that movie is going to be its first movie. Nobody knows what it's going to be about. But it'll be the first time Black Clover had something like this happen for its fans. So this is one of those situations where I would say it would be hard for the general casual person to get into the Black Clover movie without following the anime. Because compared to Dragon Ball, it doesn't have a market where anybody and everybody knows what Dragon Ball is. Black Clover... Yeah, that's
1: why I said that wasn't the best example. I should have brought up a more current show, technically. Because Dragon Ball has enough history that people can understand what it was.
0: Yeah. So, I don't know. I will say all Black Clover fans caught up with the manga will watch it. The movie. All Black Clover fans caught up with the anime will watch it. I don't know about the general fans watching it. So... That's a, I would say that's a little bit concerning. Little well, what bit.
1: about the... What's Mugen Train? The Demon Slayer movie? That movie did insanely well. I have to assume there has to be a casual audience for that.
0: Oh yeah, I would say there's definitely a casual audience for Demon Slayer. Because that's another one of those series where it's pretty easy to get into. And Season 1 is actually not that long. Black Clover has a lot of lore and story behind what is going on, Demon Slayer I think is relatively straightforward, and the animation so spectacular, and very similar to Dragon Ball. You just really just want to see the crazy fights, like and the Mugen Train. That those fights, those animation, those uh, interesting character moments, all of them were very uh, visually pleasing. So I, I would say that one is definitely a hit. For the casual fan. Demon Slayer very similar to Dragon Ball I'd say.
1: So maybe the real question. We're probably coming to. Is that maybe it's. If the universe has a lot of lore built on it. And if it's worth to the person's investment. To get into it I guess.
0: Yeah I do think. If a story has a lot of lore. And nuance to it's story. That would be hard. For if a movie comes out. To just watch it, uh, for just like a, to
1: me, I think my hero is really good in this element because it's very, like, it's a very easy concept to get, like, superhero, super villain, and it's kind of interesting to get into a movie if you didn't see the show because Deku, like, if you watch the anime, Deku explains like who he is. He explains how the world works. So, if he does that. For those types of movies. It makes it easy for someone to just jump in. Technically. The issue would be more like. Understanding how characters. Became the way they were. Which I think that's something that's a little overlooked. For which is why. I brought up the example in particular actually.
0: Yeah. I would agree to that. Uh, I would say if you want to understand. More about the world. You can
1: understand the plot of the movie. But you don't understand how these characters. Got where they were. That's how I'm trying to phrase it.
0: No, I I completely understand. I I, I agree. If uh, I definitely agree to that, that you would need some more outside knowledge and certain um to an extent with movies such as My Hero that may have an easy plot, even with Dragon Ball Super Broly, pretty simple plot. It literally the entire movie was a fight. Um, and even Mugen Train to an extent, you know. But um in order to truly understand why they're there, what's going on, um, who they are, really, you would need that outside investment, as you stated prior. For sure. But I will say this though, because anime is is kind of its own entity, anime and manga, in terms of a lot of these a lot of these movies, um, are attached to series so to speak and you know because there's like three levels of entertainment there's the movie the anime the manga sometimes there's even a light novel whereas we have series like the mcu and marvel where those series are different in, in the sense that mcu and the dceu those universes are based off the comics where in general, their own story, so to speak.
1: Well, I kind of disagree. You can't watch... Like, if there's a sequel or something, you can't just watch the sequel and hope for the best. Like, if I brought my friend who never seen, like, uh, Thor 2 Dark World, and be like, yeah, this is a standalone movie. There's no context to that beforehand. It's like, yeah, you can't really do that, at least how I see it.
0: No, I'm not saying you can't do that. I'm saying there, you probably wouldn't need to read the comic books. That's what I'm saying, because they're they standalone universe, uh different from the comics. The story no, that's been...
1: that's a different story. I'm more talking about, like, let's say for example, in Thor, uh, four, there's a lot of references to like the Disney Plus show Loki. If someone hasn't watched Loki, they could miss out on a ton of lore and not understand the movie, which is something that I'm more concerned about when you try to tie in so many things all together, basically.
0: Uh my my thing with that because Loki the ending of Loki seems like it's actually very impactful to the grander scheme of the MCU. Um, but that's
1: well, what I'm saying. If someone hasn't seen Loki and that show keeps going further, changing up how the universe works, and he comes back randomly, it's like, oh, why is Loki back? It's like, oh, in the TV show on season five episode blah, blah, he comes back to the movie first. <laughs> like, that's I feel, something that I'm concerned about.
0: I feel like it would be okay, though, because like, I do th- believe they would probably put a it... A slight explanation, but I think the ending of Loki and the Loki series has them pretty contained in what's going on. And if the introduction of the new villain it appears in another movie or so, or anything, I feel like it's just like how any other villain appeared in a movie, uh, they will get introduced in the movie, short little who they are, but. Um, obviously, if you want to know more in depth lore about how they got here, you can actually find out through watching the Loki series. So I think it will be okay, personally. I'm
1: saying, is that a good idea to subject an audience to watch more things when originally you just had to wait every so couple months to see a new MCU movie?
0: I believe it's a great idea because it gives you it gives out more content for the most part. So you don't have to be in lull period the entire time, uh, especially since there's not a lot of episodes in general. I also believe I mean, to be fair, at the end of WandaVision, at the end of um, the Falcon. I know uh,
1: WandaVision, they changed the ending. I know that happened for one of them
0: they changed the ending what do you mean yeah they did when what did they change it to drew yeah
1: let, let me look it up
0: okay because i don't remember hearing anything about them changing the ending of this show i
1: it says the changes seem to be largely cosmetic, a scene showing, spoiler alert, uh, one does. Kevin appears to have, let's see, yes, uh, blah, blah, okay, so I guess it was more of a cosmetic change that they did. Oh, I was about to say, I was about to say, okay, that, I mean, that's fine. But I do think it was for some purpose, though.
0: It could be, but I feel like, um, just seeing the normal ending would be would have been uh fine if they looked different. I don't, I, I don't know if it, a cosmetic difference is gonna really change a lot, um,
1: but I, I guess it's possible. But oh, okay, so apparently, in the original, there was some like background figures who didn't have like capes on so in the revised version these characters now have capes and they they think it might have just been like a fail from re-rendering like the trees from the CGI
0: oh okay alright so there
1: is characters who were there they just weren't presented properly in the first showing of the ending it seems like
0: oh okay oh that's fine then that's fine really no big deal in my opinion um well it depends I guess I don't, I don't, I think it's, I don't think so. I think it's really just, like you said, it's just they have the case versus they don't have the cape. It's a, uh, I don't think it's a big deal. Uh, they're still the same character. Still same thing that happens, same plot relevance. I don't think it's a big deal personally. Uh, well,
1: apparently it was the post credit scene.
0: Okay.
1: I'm oh. pretty sure you heard about it, though.
0: I I really don't remember. I feel like it's possible I skimmed through it, but didn't really check it out because I didn't think too much of it. Um, but I mean, nevertheless, I will say with the ending of like the like the uh, the original phase of the MCU, we knew that Scarlet Witch was going through something. We knew that uh, the Falcon was going to be the new Captain America. And then we knew that there was going to have to be something with Loki. And if you don't watch those three series, you don't see his transition to officially being Captain America. But you knew he was going to be Captain America. We knew, like, I feel like a lot of people knew that Scarlet Witch was eventually going to have her costume change. But her personality did change a little bit. So... And so knowing that would be probably be important to whatever she does next, because she's doing some spell or whatever. And then for the Loki thing, obviously, a lot of his stuff happened away from the main universe. But a villain did get introduced. So,
1: well, to explain, that brings up to my point with M.H.A. Like, if you see characters change, but if you watch the movies, but entirely ignore the anime, you completely miss why the characters kind of are the way they are, to an extent.
0: Right. A little gap in time. I do understand. Sometimes movies have that gap in time where the character changes a bit. Uh, And, you know, uh, this will be one of those situations where the character changes, uh, matures, develops, just like any, like, time-skip scenario. But, fortunately for uh, the fan of the MCU, you have the opportunity to see why that change happened. Through the TV
1: series. But I'm saying, like, is it worth for someone's investment? Anymore? Or is it better for people to actually just consider dropping off from the first phase, technically? Well, not first phase, but the up till after endgame, technically.
0: Um, no, I believe the investment is definitely worth it, especially if you enjoyed your experience prior. If you didn't enjoy the experience, then fine, drop it. and you, It's whatever. But if you did enjoy the experience and you want to see how the characters evolve afterwards, which a lot of people appreciate, that's why when a lot of series ends, a lot of people
1: well, actually like sequels. So I... Well, I think we're thinking more on a base level. It's not the fact that you can't enjoy something. It's like, for example, like you can get like, games you like drinking a ton, It's like, oh, you really enjoy it, you know, but it's like, it's not good for you. Like the idea is like, is the future we're moving towards is one where people are consumed by time, basically by mediums that they enjoy. I
0: mean, I, I don't think that's a one-to-one analogy, but I see what you're saying because I don't see you watching a show as much poison as alcohol. But if they don't watch one uh, WandaVision, then chances are they're just gonna watch something else. So if they enjoy the MCU and they want to watch more content with the WandaVision, then they can. If they don't want to watch anything with the MCU, they're probably just gonna watch something else entirely to kind of fill that void because now they have to find a new thing to check out. So I think it's basically the same thing. I don't th- is the difference is whether you're sticking with something you were enjoying prior or moving on to the next thing. That's I feel like that's the only difference.
1: Well, that's what I'm wondering, though. Is the idea that you collectively get involved yourself with what's going on, but in exchange you lose time that you could have done for something else, technically?
0: Yeah, but everything that you do that's basically not productive is time you're wasting, You watching TV is not going to be a... You watching the WandaVision is not going to kind of force you to watch it. I I believe that if a person wants to sit down and watch a show, they're going to watch it. If they move on to something else, they're just going to watch another show. Just because they're watching another show doesn't make it a better thing. You're wasting the same amount of time regardless.
1: Well, I'm saying it kind of depends. Like For the memes that we do as far as content creation goes, if you think about it, if I'm making videos on MHA, I have to understand what's going on with it. But if I want to watch Black Clover, and I don't do content with it. Is that me losing my time that I could have been doing for learning more about MHA technically?
0: I mean, that's your choice to watch Black Clover. And Black Clover is not telling you, oh, you better watch it or else. You know, you but I'm ch- saying,
1: are we reaching that point where consuming media is becoming a job for people instead of being more enjoyable to an extent
0: no because there's always been critics there's always been people who analyze everything it's your choice you want to analyze and critique everything or it's your choice to just watch it for the entertainment value i don't think we're reaching any point it's just something that's always existed It's just, you know, enhanced because there's more and more levels, uh, more and more mediums of entertainment is the only difference.
1: Well, I guess the thing is, there is more people doing it. So maybe that's what the illusion is. It just seems like that more people are doing it. But in reality, it's more nuanced than that.
0: Right. And also, like. It's not a bad thing that you're critiquing and analyzing these things, because critiques, especially constructive criticism, can create better and better entertainment, as well as it can create more jobs for people because they're critiquing more things. Um, and through you spreading the word of said entertainment, could also create more jobs for the people working on said entertainment or creating more stories like it. So it's just you know, every I feel like everything's flowing to a better place in terms of overall productivity, but in terms of people just, you know, wasting their time watching TV all the time. I mean, you know, it is what it is. You know, if they're not watching TV, they're going to watch YouTube or just watch a streamer or play video games. So it is what it is. I'll tell you about that.
1: I guess that is a fair point. I can't accept that.
0: All right. Well, I
1: actually, like... I remember
0: before, like all these uh, franchises, before all these franchises were like building this like huge universe for uh, fan consumption, like you said, we would have to wait so, so long for more content about any specific thing. And fortunately, we we're younger, so it's like, you know, time passes with being young and whatnot. But. Now we don't have to wait as long and we can constantly consume more and more about something that we thoroughly enjoy with the MCU, DCU ever expanding and even series that even franchises like Black Clover, My Hero, as they continue to grow and more and more anime. Now we got Webtoon adaptations starting to grow. So it just, you know, a lot of our favorite things are are uh, becoming more and more accessible for us to enjoy sooner than later, which I deem a good thing for the most part.
1: Have you ever heard of the concept of a metaverse?
0: Uh, Metaverse? um, Yeah, I've heard of that before.
1: So, that's the one thing that I'm more generally concerned about. I'm seeing, like, For example, I think the MMO is the gateway point for a metaverse to be created. The thing is you need a way for everyone to socialize, but also basically entertain people and keep them there. Okay. And you could argue YouTube checks is one as well, if you really want to. Where people are trapped in this cycle of uh, entertainment? Well... Not that they are trapped, but the possibility that they can be technically
0: um yeah, unfortunately, humans they are easily susceptible to like when they start enjoying something, they start becoming addicted to it um so I mean that is a thing, and it will always be a thing of people taking advantage of people doing that but you know not every person needs to be the next big innovator you know entertainment is basically that's the money maker bro. the the entertainers get everything in terms of uh notoriety fame clout money and whatnot so that's just you know that i mean I see what you're saying, but that's just the way the way the cookie crumbles, so to speak.
1: Well, I'm saying, would you accept that world? Would like, I... would you accept the Matrix if it was given to you?
0: Would I accept the Matrix if it was given to me? That would be tough because I would be living in a virtual world and I never know, never will know what happens to my real body. And I don't like not knowing and not controlling my fate. But, if I can control my fate in my scenario and I choose to just enjoy some of the stuff that I'm enjoying, then i'll I'll be fine with it for the most part um as long as I am not trapped in terms of limiting my free will and my
1: ability to do other things, it is what it is I'd say so like if you're convinced you had free will. In this metaverse, would you accept that if it's you not actually making that choice? It's more that you're being manipulated to choose this.
0: No, I would never choose something where my free will is manipulated. But I would choose something
1: as long as I have my free will. You think you have free will?
0: No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't choose something where I think I have free will. It's either I have free will or don't. That's how. That's how I believe it.
1: but i guess that metaverse how would you tell
0: if you're in a metaverse and you don't know if you have free will on that then yeah you wouldn't be able to tell so it's hard to really make that decision um but i will say there are people that would actively give up their free will so to speak to live in that metaverse but i am not one of those people that wouldn't give up my free will to do that personally you know it it goes hand in hand with a lot of the things that are going on with the world currently especially where people don't realize that a lot of the uh stuff that happens is controlled by the 1% the one, the riches of the rich the ones that control all the money so to speak but people don't realize that they're kind of tra- trapped in that metaverse with uh consumerism and the consumption of goods and feeding onto that. Like, they are currently trapped in that verse right now. It's just people don't know it be, or people ignore it um, and focus on other things. Like, I believe humans are currently trapped in a situation like that. And there's really not much you can do without trampling society as a whole. So is it worth trampling society to just to get out of that cycle? As long if society is currently, for the most part, stable. I uh, I don't know I don't I don't I don't think so I think but I would say two of so
1: their own. So does that mean you've already accepted your fate, technically?
0: Because uh, no, I accepted. What you
1: self-admitted he... to you self-admitted to that elites are running the situation that's going on for the most part, and you just accepted the fact that there's nothing you can really do about it.
0: Oh, yeah. To that to that extent, I would say for the most part, um, if there's nothing I can do about it, I would say I probably accepted my fate um, because there's like it just takes way too much effort to change everything. And I'm not trying to be the hero that changes society, you know, Um, although it may be selfish, every human should definitely look out for them them and their own if something would happen. To myself and my own, then I would do something. But until thing for the most part, until said thing happens, you know, just gotta take advantage of how things are currently and not just be another kind of uh one following the flow. I would say I'm not following the flow, but I am aware of what's going on.
1: Does that make sense? Yeah. I think it makes sense. I think you've answered what I was basically asking about. Right. Um, But I think to circle back to our main topic, I think that's why consumerism does join in, because the idea is that the system wants to keep you happy so you don't question what's going on.
0: Yeah. There's a lot of big things that are going on with the world. There's a lot of... Very serious topics, serious issues, controversial issues. That well, I'm
1: saying, from my perspective, it's not a bad thing. But I think when it will become a bad thing, is if enough people, unfortunately, get dragged into this.
0: Oh, yeah. I think, for the most part, it's not a bad thing either. Um, but I would say the, the problem would be if... The ones in power use it corrupt, like in a very, very corrupt manner. For the most part, they are taking advantage, but not in a sense that they're screwing over everybody. Just utilizing what already exists is basically what they're already what they're doing currently. Something that everybody technically can do, especially in like America or whatnot. And I feel like we have a lot of checks and balances to kind of keep things okay but you never know what might happen in the future so it's not like some other third world countries where someone could take control and destroy their country basically so it's a caveat
1: well in theory someone could be elected to power because people have choice as long as you're able to trick people think it's the right choice to make it's all you need to do
0: you can be elected but there's only so much you can do once you're elected and even once you're elected, you technically don't have all the power.
1: So, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I guess you'd have to do an entire coup, but even when you do that, that means you already screwed up for everyone else by that point, if you didn't succeed.
0: Exactly. You're basically trying to uh, uh, take over society. And let's say if that
1: works, you do a coup, you make a very fair society, well, I'm saying you don't even have to win you just have to do one that'll put other people against you automatically and you've already changed how the fabric of how society is supposed to work
0: yeah and you don't know if that's gonna be a good thing that could actually make society worse
1: so yeah but you could have someone that doesn't care and oh, that's if true. you have enough depressed people which we are getting like a third of like Americans who are depressed you have a guy who Genuinely doesn't care, but it's popular enough because people like them. It seems like a very plausible scenario.
0: Oh yeah, there are, there could be someone who's elected that really, really, really doesn't care, very depressed, and wants to try to change society. But those people, I would say, don't know what actually is what t- what it takes to kind of uh, kind of rule. To kind of take control of what's going on. They're going to fail. And it's going to definitely ruin society. So I would say. With what this conversation is going through. With how people are thinking. More and more. I do find. It might be in a bad trajectory. So. That is a bit concerning. With a trajectory. Of people's mindsets going forward. A lot of it is just ignorance. I would say.
1: Possibly, I think that's probably the bigger factor that might stop everything. Honestly,
0: right. Uh, But hey, man, we'll see. We'll see how that really goes uh, in terms of how society continues to progress. Because we've seen someone who really politics is becoming an enter like a a media show. It's becoming completely entertainment, less about the issues. So politics isn't a bad trajectory currently and more and more entertainers are gaining more and more influence to affect the world so that could be positive or
1: negative depending on how you see it too so well to your point I think the issue is that politics have been relatively boring to for people around our age and maybe a bit older so I think what's kind of happening right now is that it's moving towards where it is a bit more entertained. So we have to actually properly engage with what's going on and understand what's happening. So we're kind of being broken from just like seeing whatever's going on to actually somewhat genuinely caring about what's happening.
0: Yeah, but I feel like these people don't care about what's happening. They just care about whether they like or dislike the person or not. Well, it's
1: more that they care about our attention, regardless which party you care about, honestly. That's what they want.
0: Oh, yeah. And Donald Trump definitely took advantage of that for his first election, but he became so hated it wasn't going to work a second time. So I definitely think this is becoming a science for politicians moving forward as more and more politicians even enter into the social media world. Like that one congresswoman, uh, Alexandria, forgot her last name. I feel Uh, like
1: Cortez, I think. Yeah, something like that.
0: Like she even did a Among Us game with uh, some YouTubers. So it just shows you, you know, the uh the new kind of wave of politics moving forward.
1: Yeah, I'm thinking this might be something worth talking about actually paying attention to. Like not necessarily the person in office but rather what can they provide to maintain like America's overall attention, you know? Like, I think that is relatively important.
0: Yeah. I would say it's definitely important, um, to really understand people. And there's definitely a science that has been working obviously with, uh, like we said, consumerism now, social media, there's a way to do it that even YouTubers are mastering it with, uh, with, uh, how they're doing their content. So the science is becoming a little bit more and more obvious to very uh, to certain people. Um, but will that be more beneficial to the actual issues that's going on with the country? Who really knows? Because I feel like mo- for the most part, despite everything people bring up, nobody at the end of the day really pays attention to the biggest thing. And that's that the 1% is getting richer. The uh, middle... Uh, middle way, middle wealth is getting smaller and more people are getting poorer. But I feel like that's the biggest thing that nobody's paying attention to because they're focusing on all the other stuff.
1: It depends to a degree. I think there's a lot of people who do care about it, but I think the issue is that you have to have someone interesting enough to have people to continue caring about an issue. That's how I kind of view it.
0: Um, I don't even think it's that. I think they're just people who care about other issues just way more. If for some reason, because I think the wealth gap issue is the number one issue in America, but nobody talks about it. And it's been the, the biggest issue, in my opinion, for the longest time. Because, like you said, we're kind of living that metaverse to kind of push you away from the issue. There's a reason why the media never covers stuff like that. There's a reason why... Yeah. You know, influencers never talk about stuff like that because they don't want you to talk about that. They don't want you to think about that. The rich Well, the
1: funny thing is, like, with that, okay, uh, Boomer Girl, for example, she bought like a million dollars on an apartment and she's like, oh, yeah, I'm still a socialist, but it's like the problem is you can't have, in my opinion, genuinely, like, you can't have a ton of wealth and also believe in equality for multiple people. It just does not work that way, in my opinion. That is, like, very hard to do because you'll always have a bias towards different groups of people regardless.
0: I think you can... I think it's possible, for sure. Yeah. No, I think it's possible if you have a lot of money to do these things um, to make change, but even if you have a lot of money and try to make change, you're the words you're trying to push out are still gonna be very on a lot of deaf ears because
1: everybody else around you are not gonna care so like- so for example if someone like let's say someones let's use let's use myself for example it's like let's say I'm running like an Ollie fans I look extremely fantastic I get a lot of money from other people and I'm just doing my own things am I exploiting people because I'm using my own personality against them? to obtain a ton of money, just spend stuff for where I want to. Um, Say that again? So, like, let's imagine, like, I'm a super hot girl. Let's just go with that Guess Let's make it a lot simpler for that. And I start in OnlyFans. I charge people a lot of money for things, and I just get stuff where I want. Am I exploiting these people? Because I know I look good. I know how to talk with people.
0: Oh, yeah, I definitely say you, you're you exploiting those people. But in, in the scenario where there are opportunities to have or to gain a lot of money through maybe, um you know, a legit business or maybe you even if you were just given the wealth and you try to make change, um, whether it be luck or inherited, because there are some people who inherit money that are actively trying to make change. Um, but like I said, it falls on deaf ears, but I feel like if you run a business where your business is mainly to obtain money from people through any means possible, then I, yeah, those people I'd never can see. Uh, So
1: don't you think that the media industry is essentially the same thing? It's now reached basically a superpower.
0: Oh yeah, I've thought the media industry has been and currently is very corrupt in a sense. Like, they'll only push issues that make them money. They don't care about the issues. And obviously, though that the media is controlled by the 1%. Like, it's not even a conspiracy thing. Like, the, the very powerful have control of the media. And obviously, they don't want... And the media is going to make money. The people in control of it is going to make money. And you don't want to be pushing issues that can pot- potentially harm your money. So, yeah, I don't. I never think the media is for the people. It's for the money. Every single time.
1: Well, I'm wondering, do you think, like, us, uh, where are you including that already?
0: <laughs> um, no, I, I disagree with that. I think the media, uh, the mainstream media... Is their oh, own thing.
1: Okay, we're separating that. Okay.
0: Yeah. I, I'm more concerned about the mainstream media. And I would say there's other people in the media in like our space that do the same exact thing, will push issues for the money. Like they'll they know what YouTube titles will sell the money. But there are people in our space that will talk about issues without a filter, without holding back whether or not the words are reaching people or not. Um, and I do believe those certain people do exist. But again, they're not the ones that are going to be pushed because of the things they're talking about. So that's my biggest I thing. I don't
1: know. I kind of feel like that's what we're doing.
0: Right. I, no, I agree. I think I agree legitimately
1: that's... speaker thoughts on things and try to change what's going on.
0: No, I agree. I think that is what we're doing. But my thing is like, I don't think what we are saying would like if we really kept on hammering on this will be pushed on a larger scale in general because of the topic. I feel like if it's like focusing on very general, you know, stuff or, you know, talking about drama or just talking about you know, something very simple that people can understand, sure. But talking about something like um, this, talking about how the mainstream media is corrupt, talking about how the 1% is making more money and people are getting poorer, yeah, I don't think people want to hear that, is what I'm saying.
1: Uh, yeah, I understand that.
0: Yeah, so. um, But I will say... This was a very good conversation. We talked about a lot of different things. I know, Drew, you got something coming up, so I don't want to hold you out too long, of course. Um, yeah.
1: We yes. Could.
0: Yes, sir. So, yeah, we'll wrap up this episode. Uh, like I said, every Saturday, we're going to have a new guest on talking about some interesting topic. And today we talked about, you know, the different ways to con- uh, consume media, consume entertainment, um, the metaverse consumerism a lot of interesting topics for today so hope you guys enjoyed as always we'll be back for next saturday collab saturday is what we're talking about um we're having a guest on so take care appreciate you coming on drew of course as always great conversation and yeah take care and peace out